0: Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. You know, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever seen the movie Mission Impossible? Uh, I watched it the other day. It's 26 years old, the original. Can you believe that? Uh, But, you know, uh, we've always been obsessed with the idea of mission, I think, and secret agents and people being on a mission. It's uh, 26 years, like I said, but this has been going on forever. Uh, From the Greeks to the Vikings to the Romans to now with James Bond and Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible, we are obsessed with the idea of missions, heroes, and secret agents. We love the action, the drama, and the knowledge, don't we? That they're on a mission, and nobody knows who they are. Uh, These guys... I absolutely love Bond. I, I'm a bit of a spy novel geek, actually. Uh, when I used to live in Coventry, there was this uh, second-hand bookshop that I used to go to all the time and smell the books. <laughs> a bit weird. Yeah, come on, Laura, thank you. Someone else understands it. And I'd come home and Bridget would be like, have you got another one? I'm like, yeah, it's an original Bond, it's cool. Uh, but I love these guys, you know, they're just not just the, the fast cars and, and all the action stuff, but it's the idea that they're on a mission, and it's the missions that they have to undertake, but nobody knows who they are in order to save humanity. The same as this guy here, uh, I mentioned him earlier, um, Tom Cruise playing Ethan Hunt, he's going to come up on him, and there he is, uh, he... He looks younger now, doesn't he, than when he started, let's be honest. What's that about? I mean, that's the mission in itself. But he he plays Ethan Hunt, this amazing um, spy. And in one of the films called Ghosts, they say this, and I just absolutely think this is amazing. Ghosts are people who blend in and make a difference without being noticed. And what's that got to do with us in this current series? Well, like Beth said, we're in this series called Our House, and we're looking at the values and the behaviours that distinguish us as a church. So week one was all about being a vision-led house, this week two was being a generous house, and week three, last week, you heard so brilliantly why we are a relational house, why we know that doing life together is better. And this week, I want us to all talk about mission and being a missional house. And I want to say from the offset, if you're a person of faith or no faith at all, this talk is still relevant to you because we are all on a mission and we all have a missional purpose. You may just not know it yet. So by the end of this talk, hopefully you, you will have like an idea of what your missional purpose is, even if you don't have faith. But what does this word missional even mean? I mean, it feels a little bit woolly. It's a very Christian term, isn't it? We don't sit in any of the forums and say, are you being missional? How's the missional purpose of your life going? Um, Should we all strive to be missional? I actually think we should all strive to be missional. And I actually think that a lot of us do this anyway. But what does it mean? Well, missional is an adjective of the word mission. And mission can be described as an important assignment given to a person or a group of people. So that could be a personal mission that you give yourself. You give yourself a personal mission statement. Or it could be a corporate mission. Like when you sign up for a gym or you're part of a company or even a church. Does anybody know what our mission statement is? It's to help people find and follow Jesus. You will hear us talk about this a lot here. And you're going to hear me say that a lot. So by the end of this, if you didn't know what it was, it's to help people find and follow Jesus. You're going to understand why it's to help people find and follow Jesus. The English word mission actually derives from the Latin word missio, which means sending, or the other Latin word is mitia, which means to send. So these words imply an intentional geographical movement from one point to another and also the existence of a sender and a sent one. So to be missional means that we are sent out for a purpose or a task by someone. You know as people we all have a purpose or a task to undertake and I actually believe that that is uh, the task that we have is is to is to help people in all aspects of life because we learned last week didn't we to do life together is better than doing it on our own. And so we are called to help people but not only that as Christians We are called to a higher purpose, and that is to share the good news of Jesus with other people through our verbal telling, but more important, through our actions, our attitudes, and our behaviours towards those people that we interact with. Throughout this series, we've looked at the book of Acts, which is this amazing book found right at the beginning of the New Testament, which is the second half of the Bible, just after the gospel accounts of Jesus' life. The book of Acts is this important text which, um, when it comes to mission and being missional, because it isn't just all about a history of the early church. But it's about the early church being started and given this special assignment, tasked by Jesus to go and share the good news. Now, if you're not a Christian, and I've said this talk is for you, you're you're going to be sat there today going, he's mentioned Jesus a lot already. Well, shock horror, this is a church, and so we do believe that Jesus makes a difference. But this is why. Andy Stanley puts it this way, and I couldn't put it any better. Following Jesus will make your life better and make you better at life. And I don't know about you, but I want my life to be better and I want to be better at doing life, right? So whether you're a personal or faithful or no faith, that makes sense, doesn't it? Being better at life and doing life better. We therefore exist to help people connect with Jesus. Why? Because we want them to experience life better and do life better. And we believe we've discovered that way by meeting with the person that is Jesus. And his ways are better than ours. So the book of Acts isn't just this history of the early church, but it's this narrative. If you read it, it's a narrative saturated in the idea of mission from the, from the first verse all the way through to the last verse. Every chapter, nearly every narrative episode is about mission in one way or another. It kind of depicts this early church, this group of people consumed with this task. It tracks the growing group of early Christians as they establish themselves in Jerusalem. Then they go into the surrounding towns, Judea and Samaria, and then to the other parts of the Roman Empire. Acts actually starts with a small group of confused people who've been promised the Holy Spirit. They've seen the death and the resurrection of Jesus and they're waiting in Jerusalem for this Holy Spirit, this helper to come. But it ends in this triumphant movement of church that is expansive across the world, even to the ends of the earth. The story of Acts is the story of the birth and the missional expansion of church and it's something that we should take the example from. So I want us to look right at the beginning of Acts as our framework today. So if you've got a Bible, why don't you turn with me or turn it on as as a new way of doing it. Or follow with me on the screen. It says this is the words of Jesus to the disciples before he ascends into heaven. He says, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So my first little mini point today is what is my role within within God's mission. You know, we all have a role. Yes, you and me have a role. It's not just down to church staff or the volunteers who wear the t-shirt. It's down to all of us, no matter where we are placed. It wasn't a one-time only deal, a commission for the disciples in those back in the days for all of us. In fact, Charles Spurgeon, he says this. He says, every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter. That's a really harsh statement, isn't it? But I think what he's actually trying to say here is that we all have a role to play. Being a missionary means to be on mission for God in a certain place. We all have been sent to a certain place. Mine's here in Hell's Owen, in Rowley. I know that I've been sent here to do mission, to undertake the gifts, uh, use the gifts that God has given me in the places he has placed me. It used to be in Coventry. About 10 years ago, I used to work in finance for Coventry Council and I absolutely flipping hated it. It was awful, to be honest with you. I I would come home, moan every single night. And then I realised that God had placed me there for a reason, to be his missionary in that place. And soon that changed my attitude and, and, and God opened other doors for me. It was At one point it was being an air steward for Monarch Airlines. Can you believe that? That God has missionaries on an aeroplane. Well, he does. He has missionaries in Tesco, in Waitrose. Other stores are available. But he has missionaries absolutely everywhere and it's you or me. We aren't just sent with a mission. and that uh, Sorry, we aren't just sent. We are sent with a mission. And you know, that mission may seem obvious or not obvious at all. But this statement given by Jesus to his early followers clearly says, and we can definitely include ourselves in that audience, that we are to be his witnesses in all of the earth. And I believe that as people of a missionary God, we're tasked to participate in the world the same way. The same way that he does, by demonstrating love and compassion to all. To be missional, therefore, means by, uh, to be committing to be God's ambassador. Do you remember during the Olympics, we had the Games Ambassadors, during the um, Commonwealth Games, we saw the Games Ambassadors. They were saying, I'm going to stand on behalf of the Games because I'm proud of what they stand for. I'm going to be a representative of them. Everything that I do, all that I encompass, is going to represent this wider body. Well, that's what God is calling us to do. You see, missional is the perspective to see people as God does, to engage in the activity of reaching them where they are. Mission doesn't just happen here on a Sunday. This is a big part of it, but it's not the only part of it. And I, uh, I believe that being a witness isn't just what we say, but what we do. See, the examples of how we live and treat each other are, are examples of us being God's ambassadors in the places he has placed us. Seeing the marginalised, the broken, and the lost, and stepping in the gap where needed. The problem is, we often think this is a financial thing, don't we? But it isn't. It's a people thing. People are inherently broken, me included. The world and all of us within it are broken. We only have to look at the cost of living crisis, energy crisis, how many prime ministers we've got. It's like there are so many crises at the moment, and it doesn't just affect the poor, but it affects all of us. And we can all have a role to play in it. You know, I sit on an environmental team here at Life Central, and it's really challenging me. Because if you know me, I'm not that environmental really, but I'm trying to be because I recognise it's also an aspect where we can be more missional. This isn't just a government issue. This isn't just a designated place issue when there's disasters going on. It's our responsibility to respond missionally and live a missional life and to take care of our planet and the people within it. You see, being missional isn't a one-time only thing, but it's a lifestyle, a series of choices that say this isn't just about me anymore, but it's about others and about the future generations and future generations, and you and me, we can have a small or a big part to play in this. And so, what's your role in God's mission? It's seeing the world and all within it from God's perspective, loving and caring for things that that we that we've been interested with. As missional people, we're called to be making a difference, to bring life to those places that need it, to bring hope to the hopeless. And I was at a conference this week and. Um, there were some super, super intelligent people. There was a guy there called Ed Stetzer, and he was talking all about mission. I'm like, brilliant, come on, write this down, because I'm talking about it this week. But he said something, and I was like, oh, I've heard that before, and I heard it from Leon. And he says that, Leon often says this, the moment we're in doesn't pause the mission we're on. And you know, our mission, should we choose to accept it, is to help people find peace and hope in a place that is of despair and difficulty. Our, Our mission, should we choose to accept it, is to step in the gap where needed. Uh, I I think this is to to tell our testimony and to live our testimony. You may be going through something tough right now and you can't see the hope in it, but let me tell you, if you look back over your life, you will see the fingerprints of God doing great things in your life. And that is hope that you can bring to somebody else's life and to your own. It's the stuff that is real and authentic. It's the stuff that you can pin your hope onto. And others can too. Because if God has done it then, he will do it again. If he's done it for you, he's going to do it for you See, so you see, um, our mission, should we choose to accept it, is to help people find and follow Jesus because we want people to live a better life and to, for life to be better. But what does being missional look like in daily life? So how can we live this out in our daily life? Well, if we look at Acts 8, a little bit further ahead, the church has started, but then a great persecution broke out. And it says this, In that day a great persecution broke out against the church In Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Then it goes on in verse 4 it says, Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. You see, being missional doesn't just happen in one place at one time. It's not just about here, what we do at Life Central, it's about what we do as Life Central sent out. It's about what we do as a representative of Life Central on the Monday to the Saturday. You see, you might not be wearing your t-shirt in your day-to-day business, but you are representing us as a church, representing the kingdom and the big C, the big church. You see, being missional doesn't happen in one place, but it happens all over the place. But it also requires both strategy and faith. And we see in those final words of Jesus, Jesus, when we read earlier, be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. He's given a clear plan. Start with these places. Start with the places that you know, the ones you're comfortable with, the ones you've got relationship with, those people that you know. Then maybe go into the towns that you kind of have a bit of knowledge with and speak to those guys. And then when you've got the confidence and you've built up that, that idea of what mission is, then you can go into the ends of the earth and then spread the gospel. But God isn't saying, hey, to be missional, you need to get on a plane, you need to fly to the other side of the world, learn a language, and embed yourself in that culture. He says, I'm already doing stuff here. I care about Hell's Own, I care about Rowley, I care about Hagley, I care about Bromsgrove and Clibury. I'm doing stuff, come and join me. When we think about being missional in our context, we need to use what we already know. In fact, one of the greatest lessons that I've learned under Leon since I've been here at Life Central, whenever we plan something, whenever we look at anything, uh, any opportunity to, to start something new, we ask a series of questions. So we ask this first question, we say, what do we know? What do we already know for sure? What is the certainties that we know? The second question is this. is What is the why behind the what? Why are we proposing to do something? Why are we doing this? What's the reason? The third question is, who is going to take responsibility for this? It's not just hot air. It's not just faith. But someone's got to step into that gap and actually do something with it. And finally, we say, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? You see, it's important that we ask these questions because mission isn't just about God just doing something supernaturally but it's about the supernatural and the natural meeting. And we say to God, here here I am, I'm, I'm presenting what are my ideas, can you help me? We lay some plans out in front of him, knowing that he's in divine partnership that we see lasting change. I love this quote by Christopher Wright, I quote it a lot. It's not so much the case that God has a mission for his church in the world, as that God has a church for his mission in the world. Mission was not made for the church, the church was made for mission. These are two very different statements. One is us partnering with God, the other is us telling God what to do. And you know, if you want to be part of this church, you want to be part of this missional house, it's us participating in what he's already doing. So what does it look like to be missional? It looks like for you and me in our daily lives, I think it looks like us partnering with him is in the places that he's placed us, where we spend most of our time where we meet people who don't know Jesus. Why? Because we want people to live a better life and to be better at life. And we believe Jesus does that. It's the place God has called you, the place of possibility and potential. We may be old, we may be young, we may be healthy or struggling, employed or not. We will still have a place and a purpose. God has put you in that place. I just want to take a moment why don't you just imagine for a second where you spend the most of your time what impact might that be on our communities our workplaces schools colleges universities even the councils and the nation beyond what would that look like if we could all help each other make a difference for Jesus in these places I think it would be incredible If we just think about this room, for instance, there's probably three or four hundred of us in here. If each one of us went out tomorrow and made a difference in the place that God has placed us, that would have a ripple effect and then other people would see that example and then they would change and they would change. Oh my gosh, all of a sudden we're seeing the surrounding towns and to the ends of the earth potentially changing. So what is the church's mission as it participates in God's mission? Well, we talked about our personal mission. And we said that that was there, but then there is a corporate mission as well that you can be part of. See, the mission of the church and the people on mission are not mutually exclusive. They are complementary. When all people are on mission as individuals, the church will be more effective in fulfilling the mission God has for it. What is that mission? Is to help people find and follow Jesus. When there's a crisis, we have a choice to either run to it or to run from it. We need to be known as those people who will be the best church in the community. That's what we keep saying. We want to be known as the best church for the community. Uh, so that means that we need to stand in the gap when crisis arises and when help is needed. Ed Stetson said this week, and I, I couldn't have put it any better, he said this, that as people of God we should stand up, stand out and stand in the gap because this is the mission that we're on. To love people and to help them find and follow Jesus. Why? Because Jesus makes life better and makes us better at life. So how do we do that as a church? Well, we do it through three routes. We, first of all, we do it through the spiritual. We're on a spiritual mission. We want to win souls for Jesus. If you're new amongst us today, this will have felt very churchy. But I just want you to hear this. That God came from heaven down to earth in the form of Jesus Christ. And he participated in humanity. He spread the good news. He showed us a way to live that would make our life better and us better at life. And then he went to the cross and he died for your punishment and my punishment for all of our wrongdoing forevermore so we could be in relationship with him. And so we do this through the spiritual. We're on a spiritual mission. We do it through Sundays, through Alpha, a place to ask and discover things more about life. We do it through connect groups. We heard last week that when we do life together, it is better. We do it through teaching midweek or online. We do it through prayer and we do it through baptism. We've got a baptism service coming up And we would love uh, to baptise as many people as we possibly can. Maybe you've been on this journey for a while and you've not yet made that decision to be baptised. Let me say, that is part of of this spiritual mission that you're on, part of this mission that we're on for Jesus, is to step into that next place for him. Being baptised is an awesome experience. It's it's an experience to say, I publicly and and saying I'm an ambassador for Jesus and I want to be an ambassador for him. So maybe you're in one of our locations or online today and you're thinking about that. You can still get baptised. The second thing is we do physical mission. We've got a furniture donation project here called Elevate, and that is amazing. It is helping people just literally have a different life. We're putting furniture into people's hands and into their lives so they're having beds, sofas, chairs, tables. It's all those practical things that we would take for granted. It is changing people's lives. We've got food bank. When I took over community work here, we used to have one food bank here. We've now got two in two locations. We're covering five days a week. It's incredible the amount of food that we're giving out. And, you know, we're nourishing people. We're physically feeding them. Off the back of that, we've done some cookery lessons with people as well. And, you know, within our food bank, we've got people who serve who are not yet Christians. And I want to say that's an opportunity for us to say, come and serve. You don't need to be a Christian to be on mission. You just need to be a human to see the human problem. Uh, we've given bikes to refugees. We're, we're going to do a Christmas hamper project. We're going to give you some information about it over the next few weeks. And we've got connect groups. When you're part of a connect group and you're physically struggling, your connect group stand in that gap. And I would encourage you to be part of one if you're not. The final one is emotional. We've got Konsuki Hope Groups. We've got Bereavement Journeys. We've got a care network of pastoral people who want to care for you and love you. We're not the social services, but we are skilled in loving people. And I want to encourage you, if you're new to us and you've got stuff going on, then talk to us. We want to be that church that stands in the gap. And finally, the Connect Groups. I've said it three times, connect groups are so important. They will help you with your spiritual mission, your physical stuff, and your emotional thing. It is like a smaller, mini-version of church. So what does a missional church look like? Well, I think it starts with us as people. Missional people are called to bless others, either as individuals or as a collective body of people. To be missional doesn't mean you have to be super religious or even have a faith. But I want to tell you today that having a faith in Jesus makes, mission, uh, makes us better at mission and makes mission a whole lot more fun and meaningful. I think that missional people are called to serve and bless others. And I think there are five habits of highly missional people. They're called to bless others. So the first one is that they're called to bless, to be generous. They're generous in their giving of their finance and of their time to others. They recognise what they have been given is a gift for them to give to others. The second one is that they listen, they're spirit-led. They recognise it is the spirit who leads them. So they start the day by simply praying to God and asking him to give them an opportunity and to share the good news and boldness to share, show this witness. The next one that, they, that we have is they, they eat, which I absolutely love. They're hospitable. They invite people to join with them and they're intentional about doing life with them, about building relation. They aren't there just for the transaction, but for the long haul. The next one is that they study. They want to know what it is to be Christ-like. They read the Bible and then they understand what it means to be Christ-like, to show compassion and care and to offer love and warmth. They have wisdom when to share and they know when not to share and to listen. And finally, um, they are sent. Missional people are aware to be missional means to be sent by someone for a purpose to a certain place. Missional people make themselves available to those who need help. How... Do we be a missional house where well, we bless people? We want to be known as that church that is missional, that sees people the way Jesus sees them, that steps in the gap. We need to where needed and lives in a way that demonstrates Jesus' attention and care and love to all. So, right now, you know, as a, as a world, as a society, we're going through so much, that no one envisaged. No one saw that we were going to have another prime minister after another prime minister after another prime minister. No one saw the energy crisis, uh, environmental crises. No one saw the financial crisis because we're so hell-bent on just seeing the future and going forward in triumphant victory that we don't envisage, envisage this stuff. But we have an opportunity to step in the gap and be counted. Ed Stetson said this week that it could be the church's finest hour and I believe that's true. If we want to be the people of hope and peace in a world of turmoil and despair, we're going to need reservoirs of resilience to last if we're to be known as the community of support we want to be. So how can you respond well? Well, how can we respond? Well, you might be sat there in Rowley today going, I don't know. You might be sat in Hagley saying, this is too much here in this room going, I have no idea where to start. Well, let's start with Prayer. I start with prayer. And maybe you're not a prayer, maybe you're not a person of faith, but I want to encourage you to maybe just say a simple prayer. Start, start simple. God, how can I serve in the place that I am in? Use me. Give me an opportunity. Holy Spirit, lead me. And I want to I encourage you this morning that God has got a missional task for you should you choose to accept it just like Ethan Hunt, and we are just like Ethan Hunt on a timescale, because we're here to, to help people follow, and follow Jesus. Why? Because we want them to be better in life, and to make life better. And so I'm going to ask you, if that is you, if you felt a stirring in your heart today, maybe you're already doing stuff, why don't you stand, and we're going to pray. We're going to pray like a commissioning prayer that God would commission us again to be a missional houses in the places he's sending us to tomorrow. So, so why don't you stand right now and we're going to pray in any of the locations that you're in. And then we're going to sing a song all about what it feels like when there's no hope. Because Jesus sends his, his help and he changes situations. It's great. People are standing not just me <laughs> let me just pray and then we're going to lead into this song God Holy Spirit we welcome you here this morning in and amongst all the distraction and the things going on God God we know you're up to something here in Hell's Owen, in Rowley Clibbury Hagley Bromsgrove and beyond God help us be your missional people In our everyday lives Jesus equip us God help us to have boldness Lord God where we need boldness help us to listen where we need to listen help us to to see the marginalized where they are Lord God help us to step in where we need to step in equip us with finance words and and wisdom God Father I pray that this house would forever be known as a missional house That, God, it would never be not known as a missional place, as a place that will step in the gap and stand up when counted. God, I pray for all of my friends who have stood today, whether in this room or in one of our locations or online. God, I pray for them right now that you would just empower them to be your people in the place that you have called them midweek. And God, I pray for people who have maybe not made that decision yet, but want to be missional. God, I pray that you encourage them today, that you just give them a little nudge. You remind them that you are on mission with them, Lord Jesus, in the places that you have placed them, Lord God. And so God, when we sing this song, will we sing it as a declaration to you, not as just as meaningless words, but as something as a declaration of our missional purpose in you, Jesus, to spread the good news, because we know that you make life better and make us better at life, Jesus. Father, we thank you that every day you give us an opportunity to share your good news. We thank you that the good news is this, that Jesus came to save our lives and to give us everlasting life with him in heaven for eternity. That no more would we have to struggle, but we can trust in you, the good and perfect Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for this commission today. Amen. Amen.